Hello everybody. This episode is kid friendly. Kids like me. When you're alive, life can be fun. Go to the forest where the shadows do run. They're coming soon. They can hear you. Paranormal Chicks. And it's day 23 of 31 Nights of Halloween. Chugging right along. Choo-choo! And y'all, we have another kid-friendly episode for y'all. If y'all remember, two years ago, we released a story about Heepy and Jeepy. Those two boys are always up to shenanigans, and this story is written by Donna. Her mama used to tell her stories of Heepy and Jeepy when she was a kid, and Donna has kept her mom's legacy going. So sit back, relax with your little creepsters and enjoy this kid-friendly story, Heepy and Jeepy and the Phantom of the Fall Festival. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Nope, not talking about Christmas just yet. It's October and that means Halloween. Heepy and Jeepy both woke up before the alarm clock went off, mostly because they always got a burst of excited energy when it was this close to their most favorite holiday, but also because their dad was preparing breakfast and their stomachs growled in anticipation. The twins pulled themselves from their warm, comfy bunk beds and started their morning routine. Before long, they were downstairs, all dressed and ready for school. But first, breakfast. Their dad had their plates full of yummy food stacked high. As the boys took their seats, their dad joked about how he had prepared a breakfast that would satisfy his little monsters. Heepy was already mid-bite of his mummy-wrapped muffin when his eyes widened. He chewed rapidly, not wanting to waste a crumb of his muffin, but needing to tell Jeepy what he just remembered when he heard monsters. Finally, after what seemed like forever, Heepy swallowed the bite, and then he gasped out, Fall. Festival. Sign-ups. Jeepy jumped up and swung his backpack over his shoulder, and Heepy followed behind him, grabbing them both a slice of Frankenstein French toast before waving goodbye to their stunned dad. Hold up, boys. Why are y'all in such a hurry? questioned their puzzled father. Because, Dad, the sign-ups are today. First come, first serve, and we both want to work the haunted house this year. Heepy explained, his eyes pleading with their father to let them go early. And it worked. Of course it worked. He was the youngest by 30 seconds and therefore the baby of the family. And you can't say no to the baby, right? And out the door they went. The crisp, cool autumn air burned their lungs as they hurriedly huffed to school. Last year was amazing when they got to trick-or-treat by themselves. But this year, they wanted to scare people just like Mr. Gene did them. 
And so they wanted, no, they needed to work the haunted house. However, the excitement instantly drained from the boys when they opened the school's double doors to find all the sign-up sheets were marked through with a big red X. This cannot be happening. The halls were buzzing with gossip from the students, and with each guest, the stories grew wilder and wackier than the one before. Attention, students! The principal's voice bellowed from the intercom speakers. We will have an assembly in five minutes in the auditorium. All the kids were silent while listening to the announcement. However, the moment the high-pitched static from the speaker sounded, they roared with their ideas again while rushing toward the auditorium. Brightside, at least we'll get some answers, Heaps. Jeepy reassured his brother, then playfully punched Heapy's shoulder as they entered the auditorium. The principal was at the podium, tugging on his tie while waiting for the kids to all file inside. And then he raised one hand up and a hush fell over the crowd. It seemed like all the kids were leaning forward in their seats, eager to hear what was going on, what this meant for the fall festival, how were signups going to work this year, so many questions. I have some rather upsetting news for all of the student body and even the faculty. There was an incident that occurred yesterday afternoon while setting up the fall festival. The principal spoke loud and clear, but it seemed as if his words were getting caught in molasses. Everything was so slow. What was he saying? What happened? Heepy and Jeepy exchanged glances and both could tell the other was worried. Miss McIntosh was spared within an inch of her life yesterday, the principal continued. A collective gasp could be heard from the students and teachers. Now, now, let me finish. She was placing the apples and water in the barrels for bobbing at the frankenfruit station, and all of a sudden, she felt as if someone or something pushed her face first into the barrel. But she's okay, and, well, when she was able to struggle free from the barrel, she actually had caught an apple, so good for her. The principal chuckled softly to himself and then pressed on. It turns out that it was a room divider that fell against her as she was bent over. So again, students, Miss McIntosh is okay. She's just at home resting. However, with this incident, the school has decided that it is far too dangerous for us to have a fall festival, and therefore it is canceled. It seemed like canceled echoed for eternity as Heepy and Jeepy sat there in shock. This is the most wonderful time of the year, and now it's ruined. The principal dismissed the kids to their homeroom classes, and it seemed like there was a sadness hanging in the air of the entire school, souring whatever fun the kids had planned. Later that day, during lunch, Heepy and Jeepy were sitting at a table when two classmates walked up to their table looking side to side as if it was a secret mission. Look, we know you two aren't afraid of anything. We need y'all to check out the fall festival and see if someone is trying to sabotage it, exclaimed the blonde-haired kid. Then the brown-haired kid with freckles spoke up. And if y'all can save the fall festival, you two get first pick of activity. Scout's honor. Heepy and Jeepy looked at each other, trying to play it cool. But Jeepy squeezed Heepy's knee under the table, signaling him to talk. Okay, we'll do it. And we want the haunted house if we... You mean when we solve this, Jeepy interrupted. All the boys shook hands, and that was that. 
Now all that was left to do is wait for the last bell to ring. Then the twins would get to work hunting whatever is lurking in the shadows of the fall festival. After school, Heepy and Jeepy easily worked up a plan because their dad always fell asleep on the couch after dinner. It was like clockwork. So when the twins heard his snoring rumbling up the stairs, they slowly tiptoed their way down and then out the front door with only their flashlights, courage, and determination. The school was darker than they thought it would be. It looked eerie and sent a shiver down each of their spines. Are you sure about this, Jeepy? Heepy asked quietly, only glancing at his brother for a moment before turning his eyes back on the pitch black school. Positive, Heaps. What could possibly go wrong? Jeepy scoffed as he jiggled the door handle to the gym where most of the fall festival was set up. The door creaked open and their flashlights created two spotlights for them to look around. They slowly started taking note of where things were located. This would definitely be important if they got split up, but they wouldn't, because that's rule number one, never split up. But still, gotta be prepared for everything. Mirror, mirror on the wall, Jeepy creepily chanted in Heepy's ear. Heepy, of course, jumped, which made Jeepy laugh, but then they both tried to quiet themselves. They needed to take this seriously. So, you want to start in the mirror maze? asked Heepy. Yeah, it's the closest here, and it seems like it will get us close to the Frankenfruit station. Jeepy spoke quietly while he still looked around with his flashlight. The twins headed toward the mirror maze and prepared themselves to first find their way out of the maze, then solve this whole mystery. The mirrors made them feel dizzy sometimes, and they definitely rounded the same corner more than once. It was harder than it looked, that's for sure. Their sneakers hardly made any sound on the gym floor. Just a light squeak here and there when they bumped into each other. Don't judge. It was dark, remember? The only light was from their flashlights, and the beams would bounce off the mirrors and cause them to see things out of the corner of their eyes. It was their flashlights, right? It had to be. If it was something else, they would have heard it. Why did you think we could solve this in the dark, GP? Heepy whined a little as he questioned his brother. Jeepy opened his mouth to answer, but before he could form any words, there was a sound. A faint sound. Click, 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 click. And it was getting louder and louder, which meant it was getting closer and closer. Click, 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 click. Both boys turned off their flashlights and put their backs against the wall of mirrors, carefully and quietly making their way to the exit. They used the mirrors as a guide with their hands since it was pure darkness. But they were going slower than before because they didn't want to alert whatever was in the gym with them as to where they were. But it didn't seem to matter. The sound seemed to follow them. Click clack. Click clack. The boys walked faster. The sound got faster. Heepy and Jeepy were both breathing heavier at this point and were on edge. But then Heepy felt something brush against his leg. He let out a loud scream. Jeepy quickly covered Heepy's mouth, but looked his brother in the eye and whispered, run. And that's what the boys did. They held hands and ran through the winding hall of mirrors. Finally, they saw a mirror that looked different. So Jeepy turned on his flashlight to get a better look. Written on the mirror and what looked like blood was, you're lucky you found the exit. 
the boys felt like they could finally breathe again. Okay, they made it through the mirror maze. But was this a warning? A threat? Or part of the fall festival? They didn't have time to decide. They needed to get to the Frankenfruit station. And so they began to walk in the direction they thought it was. Unfortunately, when they got to the next booth, it wasn't the bobbing station. This was labeled the Witch's Brew. They shined their flashlights around, and it looked like this would be a hot chocolate and cider stand. The decorations were kind of scary, and the witches looked real. Warts and all. The boys moved closer to the props so they could see all the detail, because this might be their only chance. They were finally enjoying themselves. But then, they heard it again. Click-clack. Click-clack. Oh no, GP, it's back! It found us! Hippy whispered with pure panic in his voice. Shh! It'll be okay. They are just looking for us. They don't know where we are. They can't. GP was trying to reassure his brother, but all of a sudden, the booth was lit up by smoke and fire coming from the two big black cauldrons in the corner of the witch's brew booth. How did the fire start? The boys' faces were well lit now from the fire that made the cauldrons boil and bubble. The sounds of the brew, no doubt. They can't find us, Heapy mimicked Jeepy. Shh, let's go. We have to get out of the light, Jeepy instructed Heapy. Both boys looked around since the area was now more lit, and they saw the frankenfruit station in the flickering light of the cauldron's fire. There, that's where we need to be. And they both started to tiptoe over to the station, making sure not to make a sound. They didn't want to alert whatever was in the gym with them. They even picked up their knees as high as their chest to make sure that there was no squeaks or any sound. They made it. Finally. Now they had to inspect the room divider, the barrels, anything and everything to see if there was any foul play going on. Heapy started with the barrels, seeing if there was any booby traps like hidden strings or trigger wires. GP was inspecting the divider and some of the fruit that was out on the table. The divider seemed sturdy, so if there wasn't a wire rig to pull it down, it'd be hard to knock it over. Something really heavy would be the only thing that could do it. The fruit looked normal, but some were on the floor and they had bites taken out of them. GP looked back at the fruit on the table and saw that they had bite marks on them. They actually looked like fang marks. What if this is a vampire? What if this is a werewolf? What if these things really exist? Should he even mention this to Heepy? He didn't get the chance because Heepy let out a yelp and came running toward him, panting a bit. Zombies! I think it is zombies! Heepy breathed. I was bent over in the barrels, checking each one, and I felt something sharp, like fingernails on my leg. But just for a brief moment, I stood straight up and looked around, but no one was there. Nothing. So I just thought that I was imagining it because I'm, well, I'm a little scared, GP. Heepy frowned a little, rubbing his arms with his hands, trying to hide his goosebumps. GP noticed and thought to himself that Heeps must have been really scared, and he needs to protect his little brother more. Well, there's more, GP. I went back to looking for clues, and that's when I heard it. I heard this sound like gurgling and heavy breathing. 
Then I put it together. It sounds like zombies before they eat people's brains. I'm only in fifth grade. My brain isn't even fully developed yet, Heapy exclaimed. Dude, no one wants your brain. I know that for sure, GP joked and winked at his brother, even though he probably couldn't even tell in the darkness. And besides, zombies are not real. But I'll tell you, I saw some fruit and it looked like it had some fang marks and the divider was really heavy. So only something really strong would be able to knock it over, GP explained. So as silly as your zombie theory is, I'm guessing it might be a werewolf. Something brushed against your leg earlier, remember? And werewolves have claws. That could have been what I felt on my leg, Heapy added. The boys were pretty sure they had it figured out. But they were afraid no one would believe them. They would have to catch the werewolf or take a picture of it. The boys searched the floor for any signs or clues to where the werewolf had vanished. There were some muddy-looking paw prints, but they were kind of smeared, so the twins couldn't tell what direction to go. Why don't we use this tablecloth and hide up there? Call out and see if it will come to us like it did before. But this time, we're ready for it. Heapy suggested, that's actually really smart, but dangerous. But smart. Let's do it, Heaps. Jeepy tousled his brother's hair. This was his way of letting Heapy know that he was proud of him for coming up with this plan. The boys cleared the fruit off the table, then removed the black tablecloth and climbed up and positioned themselves on top of the table. They had the tablecloth stretched out as high and wide as it would go, not knowing how big a werewolf actually is. And then Jeepy yelled out, Come and get us, werewolf! We know you are here! And just like that, they heard click-clack, click-clack, getting louder and closer. The sound was getting faster and faster. Click-clack! Click clack, click clack. Now, screamed GP, and they released the tablecloth to the floor, capturing the creature. They both stood on the table, shaking with fear. They were so close to a real werewolf. What do we do now? whispered Heapy. I think we have to take a look. It's moving a lot down there. I hear those gurgling noises you were talking about, GP replied. You you have to look, GP demanded. Me? Why me? questioned GP. You're older. You're supposed to be brave and protect me, GP answered. Ugh! I knew those 30 seconds were going to haunt me, GP muttered as he crouched low on the table, then slowly lowered himself to the floor next to the covered creature. It was really moving a lot. Okay. I'm going to remove the tablecloth slowly, and if it tries to jump, we'll have to cover it up again, GP explained. His shaking hands reached out for the black tablecloth, the fabric feeling like it weighed a hundred pounds now in his hands. He slowly lifted it back. GP was about to uncover the creature for them both to see, and their hearts were pounding so hard and loud they could hear their heartbeats over the creature's click-clack sounds. The tablecloth flew back as GP lifted it, and Heapy was pushed back on the table by the creature before he could even get a good look. He knew it was white, he could feel the creature's fur against him, and now the creature was licking his face, tasting him, getting ready to eat him for sure. But now, Heapy had to open his eyes. He had to see what was going to have him for supper. That's when he saw it. It was a fluffy white dog. It wasn't a werewolf at all. 
The claws had been nails that needed to be trimmed. Heepy laughed as the dog continued to lick him, and then he sat up and gasped. There was Jeepy, and he wasn't alone. He had another dog. This one was big, really big, and he was breathing heavily, and he was the one making the gurgling sounds. That means Jeepy was right, and zombies are not real. Heepy was so happy, and Jeepy was sitting on the floor petting the other dog, and they seemed so happy. What do we do with them? They don't have collars, Heepy asked. We take them home tonight, and Dad will tell us what to do next. Jeepy nodded as he answered Heepy. And you know what? I think this dog here is what knocked over the room divider. He sure is heavy enough to knock it over. It isn't haunted at all. The dogs just wanted the food, Jeepy said matter-of-factly. The boys stood, and the dogs watched him. The white fluffy dog's tail wagging wildly and the stocky bulldog's nubby tail twitching with glee as they followed the boys. Click clack, click clack. The boys looked at each other and burst out laughing and they all four went home. The next morning, their dad drove them up to the local vet to see if anyone was missing a dog and to see if they were microchipped. These two dogs escaped from the shelter two days ago, and we have been looking for them. They are always trying to escape, and it looks like they finally did, the office manager explained. So, you mean, they don't belong to anyone? Heepy eyed the manager. Nope. Unfortunately, they have been at the shelter for a while. But they are best buds and apparently partners in crime, the office manager laughed as she shook her head at the dogs. Heepy and Jeepy looked at each other. Then up to their father. Dad, can we adopt them? They really seem to like us, and it was nice having them in the house last night. It is the first time it felt like a home since Mom. GP asked as he bent down to pet the bulldog, rubbing him behind his ears, which he seemed to really enjoy. There goes that gurgling sound again. Heepy was hugging his fluffy friend as she was steadily licking him. He looked at his dad as well. Please, can we? You saved the fall festival. Now you're rescuing dogs. Your mom would have been proud of both of you. I know I am. Their father said softly, nodding to the office manager. We're going to keep these two and we're going to need some food. They really like to eat. Everyone laughed and the dog's tails wagged. What you going to name yours, heaps? Asked Jeepy as they were riding home. Since she's white and she scared us, I'm going to name her Boo, Heepy said, petting Boo gently and kissing her soft fur. Well, if she's Boo, I'll make mine Bo. He scared us too, but he's not as fluffy, so one less O. Both boys laughed and their father shook his head, but started laughing too. Well, we need to get them costumes for the fall festival now. They're legends there, their dad said as they got out of the car, walking up to the house. Welcome home, Boo. Heepy said. Welcome home, Bo. Jeepy chimed in. And happy Halloween. Their dad smiled and hugged his sons and bent down to pat both dogs on the head. Thank y'all so much for listening with your little creepsters. Donna did such a great job on this story. And if you and your kids love it as much as I did, head on over to the website. There will be a printable version of this so that you can have it and read it to your kids anytime. The website is www.aparanormalchicks at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Happy Halloween. And remember, creep it real and don't get scared. scared.